Hi healers, it's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started with our podcast and the platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user-friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free, so hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone, and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So it really is such a user-friendly platform, and the coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes too. And the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real-life experiences we all go through, while giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery. Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone and we're all in this together. Hi, healers. Allison here. So I want to talk to you all a little bit about one of our new sponsors, BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. Let's face it, there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling. And especially if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I love this online platform. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling service done securely online and is available worldwide. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in all different areas of mental health. BetterHelp makes it so easy to log on to your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you would like. As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs, especially the very first time. So BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches. And if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there's absolutely no charge to change counselors if you ever need to. How amazing is that? And if you find that you're struggling financially, they also have financial aid available. So we have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. Just visit betterhelp.com slash the anxiety chicks. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash the anxiety chicks and join over 50. 
500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an experienced counselor today. Hey guys, welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks. Um, I know this is really weird with Taylor introducing, Taylor as in myself, um, but we thought we would do something new as this episode is going to be all about the new year. And Allison was like, how about you take the reins this time? And I was like, okay, I, I will try because this is like super awkward and uncomfortable for me. And so this is me stepping out of my comfort zone into the new year. How do you I, feel about that, Allison? <laughs> I love that. Hi, everybody. It's Allison Sepinara here. And yes, I did say, <laughs> but it would be fun just to switch it up, right? How are you feeling? Right. Anxious. <laughs> I like... I remember our first podcast episode, my heart, I, I told you, remember my heart was just like racing and like my, my armpits were sweaty. I don't know what it is, but like when I, I, I have so many thoughts and like when I'm by myself, like words just articulate so well, but when I have to like speak in front of people or like the pressure of like getting it just right, I like all of a sudden my words become like, bleh, bleh. <laughs> it's so funny because we're not actually technically in front of anybody right now, but it's almost like, but oh, it's well, like, it's I like envision. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's I envision like yeah. 2000 people just staring at me like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> staring at their, at their uh, phone or podcast, whatever radio. Right. Right. Um, well, you're doing a great job. Thank you. That was like, and guys, we literally, she told me to do that like two minutes before we started the podcast. So I didn't even have time to prep. So I'm sorry if she always sounds more professional. Oh, will you stop, please? (laughs) I do want to say though, I hope everybody had a nice holiday and um, I hope everyone's surviving because we're recording this and it's still before New Year's. So the holidays are kind of, I feel like the holidays, it's not just Christmas day. It's like, Christmas Eve, and then it goes all the way till like January, whatever the weekend is that we go back to work, like after January. Like that's just whole the whole week and a half of that is just like the holidays. You know what I mean? You feel that way? I don't see. I don't feel that way. I feel like Ugh, the day, yes. the night of Christmas, like at night, I cry every every night, every single night of Christmas, I cry. Wait, I get you mean super, what? Christmas super sensitive. Christmas Day, no, Christmas Day night, I cry, and no one knows. Why? No one knows until now. I don't know why. I get so emotional and I get I get very like it's almost like I have these thoughts like what if this is the last Christmas? Oh. Like what if this is the last Christmas that like I'm healthy or like my family's healthy or like we are all together. Like I just have these very like That's your anxiety. That's your anxiety um, bullying. For sure. I look at uh big events. With my anxiety, like back when my anxiety was super, super bad, it was always like I always had this fear that I would never make it to the next event. Like it was like that's how I looked at time. It was like I won't make it to like this birthday or I won't make it to like to see this or something like that. My anxiety used to do a lot of that. So I don't know what it is. But if you feel that way, too, I thought that was something I just wanted to share. Like and so for me, I feel like the holidays, they kind of end Christmas night. Like I've never been a big New Year's person as in like I've never just like gone out. I like Maybe in college I did. Yeah. But I just never it's never been like a super fun holiday for me because I feel like January 1st, I put so much pressure on myself. New Year, we cannot mess up, right? I also think so many people put pressure on themselves to like do now. Now it's going to be different this year because of COVID, and maybe actually some of you listening are are 
uh, looking forward to not having to make plans for New Year's because I think that's the pressure. Like so many people are like, oh my gosh, what are you doing for New Year's? Oh my gosh, what are you doing? Oh my God, do you have a date? Are you going to have someone to kiss? Oh my gosh, what are you going to do? What, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. Like, and I feel right. like there's so much expectation for New Year's Eve. That's what actually used to give me so much anxiety. Now, I definitely was someone that was like always had plans with my friends for New Year's Eve, whether it was like a party or sometimes I went to actually this like I, a couple of years I went to this huge gala that they had in Philadelphia where they would have you get dressed up and like I got a limo with my friends. No one had like dates, but we all just went as a big group and it would just be like this huge gala New Year's Eve thing that was fun, but it was always something like it was always like a party or something. And I just remember if by like November I didn't have plans, I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Am I going to be alone? Oh my God. <laughs> so lame. So so how do you feel? I guess this year though, you have a boyfriend now. So it's kind of, that's kind of new and fun for you. But what about like not having that usual plan? How do you feel? Oh my gosh. Well, let me just tell you, I... I don't know if I've talked about this or not yet, but the past like two weeks have been really hard. I think maybe with the holiday anxiety episode, I talked a lot about how holidays are so hard for me. And well, wait, wait, wait. let's let's catch people up. So I got on Instagram. When was this? Was that two weeks ago? I got on Instagram and I saw Allison crying on her stories. And like that, if you follow Allison, like you're you're open and real, but I hadn't seen you shed tears before. No, I, I only have maybe like once or twice. Yeah. So and when you when I saw that, it broke me. I was like, something is not okay. And you texted me and you were like, I want to do a pod today on hypersensitive people. And so let's like talk a little bit about what was going on. Yeah, we can so so okay. Um, and if you guys, um, you, if you guys haven't seen that story, I actually did save it to my highlights on the Anxiety Healer, and it's the highlight is called HSP, which means highly sensitive person. And so um, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I'll just tell you kind of what happened. I basically this time of year, it's been with everything with COVID has just been hitting me hard. Um, the holidays have always been hard for me. I think just, I've talked a lot the last time about my therapy lamp and how like, you know, I need like those t- a couple years ago, I had that like depressive episode and it was really hard during this time of year, but also in the winter and all this stuff. And I kind of started getting that a little bit. I also started, so it's interesting because with my boyfriend, I think in my mind, I automatically just assumed that all of that would go away when I got a boyfriend. Like, I'm not going right. to be lonely. I'm going to be, like, so jolly this year. It's amazing. I have a boyfriend. Oh, my gosh. Like, this is, like, what's so exciting and what I wanted, all this stuff. And I actually have felt more lonely, um, not because of him, but, again, he has kids. He has a family. My sister has kids in a family. I just still had that whole thing in my mind about, like, not having a family of my own. And... It got – it was really hard and it started – and not only that, but like the pandemic. I'm a very social person. I I, I am an introvert, but extra extrovert, but introvert, like an ambivert. But like I love being around people and I do feel energized around people. But like when I am with a lot of people, a lot of – like at long periods of times, I do need 
my space. Like I need time to, you know, re-energize myself. So I do like to be alone and then, you know, get that energy back to kind of be around people. And then once I'm around people, I get that energy. And I think that's why I loved, I lived in the city of Philadelphia for gosh, over like 10 years. And I, I loved, I think being in the city because I always knew that even though if I was alone, like in my apartment, there was like millions of people in the city around me. Like I could step out my door and I would see people and I would smile and I'd be like, yay, hi, there's people around. And I live more in the suburbs now and I think that affects me. And this whole pandemic thing has been affecting me and it just literally, I think, really started just getting to my head. And so that day I had had a thing with my boyfriend and when I think about highly sensitive people, I... Had heard there were some things that he had said, and I'm very sensitive to different ways that he says things to different people or like responds to things, and not just him, but my friends, everything. I took a lot of emotion and I perceived things a certain way, um, basically about him like wanting to introduce me to certain people. And I felt like he wasn't doing it in the way that I wanted him to do. I, I don't, it was just things that couples go through, you know, like conversations that you have. But I think for someone who's a more highly sensitive person, you're already struggling with anxiety. And if you're, if you're sensitive to, you know, if there's something someone didn't say in a way that you feel like you wanted to hear it, then it's the worst thing in the world. And that in my mind, I had a conversation with him and I felt like such a crazy person after it. I thought he was going to break up with me. I literally was like, okay, yep, he's breaking up with me. He obviously he had a full day with his kids. He was like so busy. He, I mean, this Christmas thing for him was new too. And I was like, I wanted to support him because this is the first year he was divorced. So I mean, it's really hard for him and his ex and like to figure out his two little kids, like what they're gonna do. And like he's probably going through so many emotions himself, like trying to, you know, accept the facts of all the stuff that he's, you know, not with his quote unquote family that he was with. So like, I'm trying to be sensitive to that, but then I'm feeling my own emotions, all this stuff. So like, I tried to say these things in a way that I felt like I could say them correctly, but I feel like I sometimes don't know how to say things in the way that I mean them to say. So after the conversation I like had with him that made no sense, I was convinced he was going to bake up with me. I was thinking about COVID. I was thinking about how lonely I was. I missed my friends. I missed hugging people. I'm not even kidding. I miss like hugging my parents. Like I can't hug. I haven't been able to hug them in a long time. Um, And I think now I think back now and I was like, it's all of me, like what I was saying to him had more to do with the fact that I just missed like being around people and I missed, you know, being at different things. Like, I don't think it would have been as hard if I was able to, you know, go and be with different people. But anyway, so the next day I woke up and I was still having like a terrible day. And that's when I made that video. I basically was, I couldn't, do you ever have that time? Do you ever, have you ever had this, like these days when you literally just can't stop crying? Like you stop for a little bit and then you like, you like walk a little bit and then you just like start crying again. I do oh I do that like right before my period starts. Okay. And I I wasn't at that point, but still like you can you know what kind of how it feels. But I I, like, I used to. I used to really bad. When I was um I would say in middle school I cried a lot and then in high school, I'm no, college, I felt like I could just cry at anything. Yeah. 
Well, and and that's I kind of used to be fragile like that, but I'm not. I more just have like certain moments or days now that there's like sometimes like a couple times a year where I just like have those days and I'm like, oh my God, I just can't stop it. And I was having a day and I just, that's when I really start having certain panic symptoms. Like my heart was racing. Um, At that point, I know I need to reach out for support. Now you guys, when this used to happen to me like years ago, I used to try and get through this myself. Like when I was starting to get like really panicky and for the most part I can, like I have good tools, but there is something about having a support system, even if it's like one person or two people mm-hmm. where I know at some point – now, listen, if the two people that I have in my brain that I want to call or something are not available, I'm not going to like ultimately go into a full-blown panic attack. So it's not like – it wasn't so bad like that. Like I still would be able to regulate my own emotions, but I knew – something was going on and I needed to talk to somebody. Like I needed to talk to my my sister and talk to my one of my best friends because I know who I can reach out to. And I wrote on my stories because I felt like it was so raw and it was probably one of the biggest, most anxious days that I've had in a year in years, in like months, that I wanted to share it with everybody because there were a couple things I did that actually really helped me. So I woke up. I started just feeling like I couldn't stop crying. I knew kind of in my brain that I was feeling very lonely. I knew cr- Christmas was – the holidays were, were you know, really affecting me. I knew that I had a conversation with my boyfriend that literally didn't go great. Like I could tell he was just like, what's going on? And couldn't understand. He was kind of being patient with me, but then like I still didn't get any clarity about things. I – had felt I'd started feeling like maybe like not really important to him. Like I didn't know if like our relationship was meaningful to him I, because there's a lot of stuff he's going through. It's fine, but still, like I just didn't. I was just confused. A lot of uncertainty stuff. So when this stuff happens to me, you guys, one, the support system is very helpful, and two, I needed to get out of where I was, like get out of my space. Whenever I'm like in my apartment and stuck here. That's just like, it doesn't do me any good. So what I do, what really helps me, and this might not be, this might not, not everyone might not be able to do this if you live in a city or you're not able to drive or something like that, but like I need to go for a drive or I need to get outside. So even if you don't have a car or you can't drive, like at least you can, you can somehow go outside, like go outdoors. And for me, there was something about being in the cold I just drove. I listened to really sad music because sometimes that's really what helps me. And I listened to just like music, some some holiday music that made me feel a little bit better. But I was just driving and I usually drive to an area that reminds me of when I was like younger because there's an area of where I used to live. It's in some a place called Skip Pack, Pennsylvania, and it's this beautiful like rural kind of town that has – it honestly looks like a Hallmark movie, the town. Um, and I just started driving. I went past my old house that I lived at when I was like six, and it's just like farmland. It's just beautiful around there. I don't know what it is, but it's so peaceful for me, and every time I feel like this, I just drive around there. I listen to music. And there was snow on the ground. And at one point, I saw this like turnoff that was for like a trail and there were cars in it. And I'm like, I'm going in there and I'm taking a walk. And I got out of my car. I didn't even know where I was going. I I mean, I didn't walk far, but I got out. I breathed in the air 
And I took a walk and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like reborn right now. Just breathing in the cold air and being on this trail. I mean, I was looking around at the trees. There's just, and you guys, I have, I'm very spiritual. I have this connection with nature. I don't know if you do, but I feel like a lot of highly sensitive people have a very, very big connection with nature and very big connection with spirituality. Um, because I think you'll see if you, if you guys Google like highly sensitive person, um, you might, you might not be surprised to see that like, a lot of anxious people are HSPs because mm-hmm. we're very in tune with our own and like empaths too, right? Like if you're an empath, you're very in tune with your own emotions and other people's emotions, which makes you very sensitive to things. And the thing that sucks, I will say, and you can tell me if you agree with this or not, Taylor, but I think with HSPs, people look at the word sensitive and it's like a negative thing. Like everyone's like, you're you're so sensitive. sensitive? Stop being so sensitive. Oh gosh. I, yeah. Yeah. It is rude. And and we'll do a whole episode on HSP. Like I think people would love. Yeah. Because I think it's also something that like, I don't know. Can you get a, do you get a diagnosis for it? It's not in the DSM. um, Yeah. But it's not. um, But it's, it's, it is like more of like a, I wouldn't say clinical term, but it is a term that's being more widely used now, um, the more that people learn about it. And I feel like, I feel like sometimes just knowing and relating with people and having a name on it about what it is makes you feel, I wouldn't say you feel not normal, but makes you feel more normal. For sure. Yeah. I mean, just to know, like, you're not alone, like feeling that way, or you don't feel crazy. Cause I remember I, I'm definitely HSP. And there was a time I was like, am I bipolar? Like I was doing so many like quizzes online. I used to like take online quizzes. I know that sounds funny, but I would like, I I would be like, am I manic? Like what is going on? And so I think like sometimes you feel so crazy for feeling how you feel when the people around you aren't feeling that way. And you're like, why am I so emotional about this and no one else is? Or why am I like feeling this so heavy when no one else is? Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to do an entire uh, episode about HSP. So, but I do just, just the, the basis of what, you know, I've read more about it is like most HSPs experience emotions on a very deep level and they make a lot of situations or interactions seem a lot bigger because they're feeling so much intensity. Yeah. They're feeling so many feelings. So, you know, um, for example, I, so many different, I know you guys have been listening to my, you know, journey with my boyfriend, but I mean, I've had a couple different conversations where, where I became very emotional when there could have been like two other people in completely the same relate type of relationship yeah. that have a conversation that don't involve like the woman crying or anything, right? Like I cry very easily and yeah. I feel emotions very deeply. Mm-hmm. And so, and so that is not a bad thing. Okay. No, I think that is an amazing thing. And unfortunately when society or whatever is like, oh my God, you're so sensitive. It's so dismissive. Yeah, it is. And it's so, you know, it's just dismissive and it's just, you know, I don't even know. I just, I can't even, it's just dismissive in my mind because it's not, 
it's not letting you it's not letting you be feel it's not letting you feel what you're feeling it's like telling right. it's like telling the person that what they're feeling is bad is is not what it is you're just Absolutely. sensitive you're not you're not sad you're just sensitive okay wow that's the most invalidating thing absolutely <laughs> absolutely um so well, anyway thank you for catching everyone up on i know pe- a lot of people who have been listening to this y'all have been here since day one of ali and her boyfriend's beginning i feel like I feel like this has been a series. <laughs> we yeah. shouldn't be the anxiety chicks. We should be the matchmakers. I'm just kidding. Oh, God, no. Um, well, listen, <laughs> we'll fill you in on that stuff later. It's not. Oh. It's fine, but we'll see. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Things are good now? Let's go on to the topic. Oh, okay, all right, we'll all right. talk more about that. Um, so, yeah, what we kind of wanted to talk about was, personally for me, after Christmas, I feel like, I don't know. This year it was definitely different and let me know if you agree or not, but I just really could not get into the holiday spirit this year. I didn't feel it. I didn't feel like the just, you know, that feeling of like just everyone's happy and you kind of, you go to the shops and everyone seems so happy and like going to the shops, it just felt like everyone was just stressed out and um I don't know. I felt like I was dodging people and then I was scared going to the grocery store with so many people there. And like, (laughs) what if I got COVID? It's like, there's so many freaking worries this year. So like part of me didn't, I didn't get that feeling this year at all. And that makes me so sad because it's like, now it's over. And like, I didn't, so I don't know. I, I didn't have the, I didn't have the like really low lows after because it's almost like I never had the high highs of the holiday season this year. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That's a good point. I I actually I feel like I had such a nice Christmas too because maybe there wasn't so much pressure to you know be with some of the people that you're usually or travel, right? Like usually you're traveling. Right. I know there's a lot of anxiety goes into traveling. Um but a lot of pressure to like you know be with a certain number of people or whoever is in your family and yeah, I kind of feel like it's it it was really nice, but again, like like my version of the holidays lasts for like a week and a half. You you yours is only the Christmas night that you really. You yeah, really it's so odd. I don't know why I've never. I don't know. I, I when I'm do just inside crying. Uh, like when it start, uh, when I leave everyone, like not leave everyone, but when I'm uh the the first second I get by myself. Okay. No, literally, no one knows. No, every time, no one knows. Except the amazing people listening now. The yeah, awesome yeah, but it, it's just like, now. I don't know. I, I feel, and I, it might be a part of like HSP is like, I just get so, um, I don't know. It's just, it's maybe it's just a day of a lot of emotions. I really like, I, I pick out gifts based on people. Like, so I, I start to like listen to kind of all year to what people say, what they like. And I'm really intentional with the gifts I get people. So like, I want them to open the gift and like, be like, not just, you know, not just something you would buy anyone, just like something that's so individualized to them. I don't know if that makes sense, but just like so important to like, not handmade, but like, uh, personalized. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, I just no, really am intentional. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. And it, it, it just, I don't know, maybe I spend the day just feeling so happy watching my family open what I get them and just like seeing them happy. 
I don't know. I think it's also the thing of like, I worry that like, what if this is the last one? And then like, I don't know, this one was kind of weird because it's like the last one where I have my last name. So it's like that was kind of, I I actually like have been like avoiding that in my head because like it makes me really, really, really sad. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I don't know. I feel like I'm stuck in March. Oh my gosh. I really do. I feel like I can't get out of it. I feel like I don't remember life before. Yeah, I think that's that's probably something that's that a lot of people I've that I know that have been struggling with is like yeah, there's not going to be going back. There yeah. isn't. I mean, things are going to be we're going to be able to go and go into bars and restaurants and we're going to be able to do those things again, but there's still it's still there's still going to be a lot of things that are going to change. I just feel like the like the thoughts I have about people are so sad. Like when I was out shopping for some gifts and when I ha- was at the store getting some stuff to make our holiday meals, it was just like how badly I wanted to avoid people, like dodging bullets. I feel like the whole time you're in the store, you're like, "Who, who, who? got to like dodge this way, dodge this way, get away from me. You know, it's like you're so like it's constant just worry. I don't know. I just – I feel really stuck in March. I really do. And so this holiday season for me personally, and I did a post on it and it got a lot of engagement. And I feel like that's because so many of of us felt this way this year. It's just like, I don't feel jolly. I don't feel, I don't really feel anything. And it's like, it's freaky. It's like, why do I not have an emotion like to express anything? And like, I didn't even watch. So like, I'm the most like Christmas person you'll meet. Like, I just love the feeling of like, watching a Christmas movie with the Christmas tree on and just like hot cocoa and a Christmas blanket, probably a Christmas outfit on as well. Like I'm that person. And this year I did, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't even do it. I, I didn't. I usually watch Elf like 50 times during the holiday season because it's just such I a good movie. I didn't watch Elf. I didn't watch it once. On Christmas vacation. I didn't watch it once and my parents go, are you Okay. So it's like, I, I hope I'm not the only one who felt this way. And so, so for me, I like, I still had that like sadness though. Like I still cried. So I was like, okay, I still felt something like I would say Christmas day. Uh, it felt good. We had, we had a good, it was just my family, which it is normally every year. So it's like, that wasn't different for me. Um, but we, like, we didn't see, uh, we didn't go see, uh, my fiance's family in California. And then like his mom and sister came in. Uh, to stay with us, which like I had so much anxiety about because she just she goes to uh, Pepperdine in California, mm-hmm. and I'm like I don't know where she's been, and like I didn't want like I can't oh, be yeah I I can't say they can't come you know so right. like I had so much anxiety, I like I literally was like counting the days like has it been five days since they've gotten here <laughs> like do I have symptoms I got a headache, and I freaked oh, out about oh. it I know so I had I don't know it, it's just like this dang COVID has just really. Uh, there's so many things I could say, especially with my oh. wedding coming up in March. Oh my gosh, so. girl. Well, listen, I mean, I think about, I don't know if anyone else has felt this way either, but so we're talking about like, you know, the post-holiday blues and talking about like the upcoming new year. And um, I actually put something on my polls today um, or no, yesterday because I do like a this or that thing. And I was like, well, what makes you more anxious, the end of the year or the beginning of the new year? Huh. What was it? Um, wow. I know I have to look at the the end of the year got more – got a, only a little bit. 
it was very, very like even where the end of the year versus the beginning of the new year. I feel like for me, it's the beginning of a new year that makes me more anxious. Same. Same. Okay, tell me why yours, why that's for you. It feels like you have to like start over everything you just did. Or, yes. And for me, it's like – Or like one up it. Yeah. Like what? Okay. What am I – for me, it's always been like, okay, New Year's resolutions. What am I going to accomplish this year? Yeah. And it's always like, okay, I'm going to find a boyfriend and get married soon. Like that's the one thing in my life that hasn't happened yet. And now I'm like, okay what's my goal? I mean, I have a boyfriend. I mean, we'll see what happens with marriage, but I'm just like, I don't even, not even that, but like every year I used to do that or I'd do something with my, my business or I'd make, you know, okay, I want to lose like five pounds or I don't know, something or maybe can I, I, can we talk about that? Why is it always the lose five pounds? Wait, I know. Or no, but then, or I tried to say, um, I want to reach out to people I haven't talked to in a while. Like I'll try and make like some good ones, but like I feel so, like sometimes when I am making these types of goals, I'm sort of setting myself up. You know, if I don't reach – if I don't achieve them, then I feel horrible about myself. Oh, that's that's literally what we talked about before we started this. It's like the perfection <laughs> the perfectionist in us is like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. And then when you like get halfway through the year, you almost feel like so much anxiety. Like I did none of that. It's like – what I've learned about – I don't even like New Year's resolutions. It's because like every day is a new day. Me neither. Me neither. I agree. That's why I – yes. I. That's why I feel like this year I want to say to myself with everything with going that's going on with how I feel with COVID and – I mean, I just feel you know grateful about some of the changes happening that are good for 2021. But as far as like changes in my life, I almost just want to make a promise to myself that every day I wake up feeling grateful that yeah. I'm here that day and I want to recognize all of the things that I'm grateful for and I want to try and just spread love to the people that I'm around, right? And like kindness. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can do I that. I don't I don't even look at goals in a year anymore. Like what am I going to accomplish this year? It's literally like some goals, it's like, what am I going to accomplish in this month? Or what are my goals for this month? But most of the time, I'm literally just looking at the week ahead. I like can't. 100%. Yeah. Because I feel like when you set a perfectionist up too, like when you set yourself up and you are a perfectionist, the like self-sabotage that comes into play once you don't do something, it's like you almost like punish yourself. So Totally. Totally. That's Especially so- with like, I think this is something that needs to be said about the weight loss one with perfectionists. It's like, if you don't follow through. So a lot of people who, I feel like it's on everyone's resolution all the time. It's like, I'm going to lose this much weight or I'm going to like exercise seven days a week, something crazy to where like, if you are a perfectionist, if you don't reach that goal or you don't do that, you find yourself binging. Yeah. I've seen that so many times in my practice. It's, it's almost not good to have that like new year's resolution like new year new weight loss like or maybe you get on instagram i don't know yeah you want to drink more water that's always good yes something like that like something that's gonna like it should never be like the numbers on the scale that's what i I always tell my clients um 
But yeah, I don't know. I just, the New Year's never been a big deal for me. Interesting. I like that though. Or, whoa, whoa, whoa. In the last seven years. (laughs) Before that, I'm sure I was ridiculous. (laughs) Well, it's funny because yeah, in the last like five, 10 years, it really hasn't been a big deal for me. I mean, as I got so much older, like everyone has kids and families and- I think the last couple of years I've hung out with like three of my girlfriends at their apartment and we were in our pajamas and drank wine. And that was awesome. That's all I wanted, right? And it yeah, was that's not, that sounds so awesome. There were definitely like um, at least two New Year's where I was asleep by nine. <laughs> I wasn't even well, awake that, at midnight. That's the other thing too. I don't drink. So like being in any type of party or bar setting for me is just like right. I'm almost more annoyed of everyone around me. Oh, totally. I could see that. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, why am I here? <laughs> We're all screaming and none of y'all are making any sense. Yeah. Well, so for anyone listening, if people are like asking you New Year's resolutions or like you're thinking in your mind, oh, it's a new year, new me. You know, I think it's good. I think change is good, right? To be evolving and working on yourself. I think it's great. But I don't necessarily think you need to put it into like this little box of like what it needs to look like or how you, or a certain time limit, right? I think right. being able to say to yourself, you know, <clears throat> it is a new year. And I think that that means I can try different things. Maybe I can do, maybe I can take, um, you know, a different route, a different route to the market today. Or maybe, you know, I can call someone I haven't talked to in a while. Maybe there's just things that, patterns of behaviors that you want to try and work on. And just try and work on it. It's a life, it's a process. It's a lifelong process to do all of that. But I will say that change can be good. I think a lot of people are scared of good. Absolutely. Terrified. I'm terrified. Okay. I'm not terrified. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. I used to be terrified until I realized how much sometimes taking like that one step towards change can change your life. And something I always tell myself is that. You can't change without change. And so if you look at your life and right now you're like, I don't like this, 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 well, just living your life how you are every single day isn't going to change this and this and this. To make that change, you have to put into an action. And so I talk about this with people with anxiety all the time is people are like, I want to get better. I want to get better. I want my panic attacks to decrease. I want this. Okay, well, do you think that living every single day the way the exact same way you are living it right now is going to get you there? And if you can't answer yes to that, then what change are you willing to make? And it doesn't have to be the change that people tell you to make. Like if someone says like, "Oh, I took medication or I I started going on white uh wikes, <laughs> walks every single day and my anxiety's all better." If that's not for you, what is for you? What are you willing to change? Yeah. So that's why like, I always tell people, make a list of all the things you've heard about that help your anxiety. What from that list are you willing to pick? And then pick two things and try it out. But don't I give up it. on yourself. But like, I think that's a huge I, – I, I truly love asking people. I don't know if you do this, but I truly love asking people when they DM me like, my anxiety's so bad and like this is going on and this and this and this. My first question to them always is, what are you doing right now to help your anxiety? And nine out of ten times, it's nothing. Oh my gosh. That is a great response. Cause I don't because what else would you say? You know, it's like we could talk about like a lot of yeah. times the messages will be like, I have headaches every day from my anxiety. How can I get rid of these headaches? Well, mm-hmm. 
what are the headaches from? If you say the headaches are from your anxiety, what do you have to decrease to get rid of the headaches? It's not fixing the headaches. The headaches 100%. are an effect. Like, what is the cause? Yeah. Well, you know I, what I mean? I mean, and and you guys know, I mean, I say this almost every episode, that there's so much about changing your behavior that changes your mood. Yeah. So like, yeah, what can you do? What are you doing right now to help your anxiety? Yeah. Seriously, like what are what steps are you taking or what kinds of behaviors are you taking? What kinds of things are you trying to do to change it? Whether yeah. it's making an appointment with a therapist or trying these different grounding tools or breathing techniques or, you know, cognitive behavioral techniques or, you know, moving your body. There's like so many different Yeah, so oh my many gosh. different if ways. You- if you sit down and really make a list of all the things that like you've heard help anxiety, like even if it's like so ridiculous to you, write it down. Like it's insane how many things there are out there besides what you like hear about from your doctor. Do you know what I mean? Can like there's I just, just tell so you, Yeah. For for anyone that might not be aware, I've only mentioned it a couple times on in my Instagram, but I'm in the middle of writing a book and it does have to do with healing strategies and anxiety healing techniques and you know breathing tools and different ways just cognitive behaviorally on how to you know um help r- relax your nervous system calm your nervous system and help decrease anxiety and in the research of writing this book I I don't even know how I'm going to get to all of the strategies that I found to help right? calm the nervous system and help with anxiety. I mean, so many holistic ways and behavioral techniques, like so many. I mean, it's going to be an awesome book. I'm excited for it. But there are thousands upon thousands of of ways to try and and help your mind and your body find mm-hmm. balance and peace. Sometimes and- it feels like recovery is such a it's in a box. Like you're, you got four corners. Which one are you going to choose? But that's not true. Yeah, totally. They're so you're so right, and, and that's and so awesome about the book. I think it's thanks. I think it's gonna. I think it's hard for some people because, um, there are so many different tools that are helpful, but you have to find the ones that are right for you. You're going to try a lot of a lot of different things that you're going to hear about that, whether it's breathing or different grounding tools, but they might not work for you. You're going to need to try a lot of different, a lot of different types of tools in order to find what fits in your toolbox. And every, everyone's anxiety looks different. Everyone's anxiety healing looks different. So you just got to keep at it. And maybe, maybe that's one of your, um, or maybe that's one of the things you want to, you want to change about this year is to try a couple new things about a couple new tools or a couple new ways to kind of help your anxiety that you never learned about before. Maybe you want to do a little bit more research about it. Oh, I just thought of something. What do you hate more? All you people listening, what do you hate more? Do you hate anxiety or do you hate change more? Pick your heart. Wow. That's good. Think about it. What do you hate more? I mean, if you hate change more than you hate anxiety, well, then don't push yourself, you know? that Maybe you, that's just how- – I, I also I, – I do want to say that if you're listening to this, a lot of people I see in my practice, they almost get very – they almost get scared about 
what they would do if they didn't have anxiety because they wouldn't really know who they were without it. Yes. Oh my gosh. I remember when like I started to get better. Oh my gosh, Allison. There was almost like a, not a longing for anxiety, but it was almost like, I don't know what to do with myself. Like I was like, I feel too good. This is weird. And then it was almost like weird to feel good. It was like, I felt like, uh, like danger was waiting around the corner. It's like, no, I can't feel good. I, it feel, and I used to always think this, like, if I feel good, that means I'm not worrying about something and then something's bad's going to happen because I'm not worrying anymore. And then I had to remind myself like, no, like you're doing good. You're doing good, sweetie. 100%. <laughs> Seriously. And it's yeah. hard. It's hard to know, to figure out like who you are without it or who you are. Because, you know, again, like you're not just ever going to not worry in your life again. That's an emotion right, right, you're right. going to have. But like debilitating anxiety or panic disorder or panic attacks, you know, if, if that isn't part of your daily struggle or daily life anymore, then what does that mean for your life? You know, like, and that's yeah. scary for some people. Like, who are they without it? You know? Oh, 100%. That's the most like, yes thing I've heard today. <laughs> I love it. Um, this was awesome. I I hope that you guys enjoyed this. We kind of just wanted to do a kind of post-holiday follow-up. Post-holiday, yeah, like hope, you know, like the COVID 2020 wrap-up kind of uh, episode and just let you guys know that we see you and we're experiencing all of these things with you, these really difficult emotions. If anyone- We really are. Yeah. Yeah, if anyone's like me who misses the social aspect of like concerts and sports events and I miss going to like comedy shows. The other day I was like, I miss going bowling. Like I wish I could just go bowling. I, I, I know <laughs> you that said some, that on here. I know some people listening might actually have access to those things, but right now in Philly we don't. So I've been without it really since March. But yeah, bowling. I miss my bowling. I mean, I miss – so anyway, I, I want to connect with everyone who's missing that and just say that – I think there's light at the end of the tunnel and yeah. the vaccines are, are, you know, they're going around already, which, which is good. And, um, we can see that. Do people- your parents know when they can get it? How old are your parents? So they're like in their seventies, but here's the yeah. thing. Apparently it's 75 and up is the next round. Like right. anyone's 75 and older. They're not 75 yet. They have like oh. a year or two. And no health issues to get Ridiculous. it. My, my dad does. So I think maybe he'll be able to okay. get it. Yeah. That's the thing. I wondered, like, when do you get notified? Like, do people call you or do you have to, like, check in on this? That's that's where I'm so confused. I have no idea. And if you're li- – I mean, if you're in the U.S. and you're listening, there's also been something else passed that another stimulus check is maybe on its way, but yeah. not for everybody. It's going to be people with a certain um, income bracket, I think. So, like – I mean, I, I don't know. But that hopefully is going to help some people. It's not going to help I hope so. a ton. But, yeah, just – Try and stay up to date if you guys can. I don't know. It's kind of hard information. Like it has been. Yeah. Do you get your information anywhere? I don't think anyone listening is 75 and up, but I do know that that's the next. I think they're on. (laughs) Who knows though? They've shocked you. If you are 75 and older and you're listening to this, can you please DM me? Because I would love to give you a big virtual hug. Okay. The anxiety healer. Please DM me. Uh, but honestly, that is, I do know that they are starting vaccines, I think for 75 and up, which is huge progress. Cause what they didn't think they were going to even get through. Um, what is it? Uh, what was the first round? The, uh, frontline workers. Oh, right. 
Yeah. By now. So guys, it really is looking really good. So all we can hold on to right now is hope and yeah. I'm being hopeful. <laughs> I am too. And just please, you guys, if there's a tip that I'm going to give you for the healing tip of the week is reach out to someone that you're, yeah. you know, either maybe you haven't connected to in a while, but you remember that person making you feel joy or feel good. Reach out to that person. Reach out to someone that makes you, you know, feel safe and just say hi and just connect yourself with other people. Even if it's Allie and I, like I had this girl the other day, she DM'd me and she was like, Oh my gosh, I just looked at the anxiety chicks and I had no idea you lived in Dallas. She was like, me too. We should hang out. And I was like, maybe after the pandemic. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. I know. I was just like, we can be your friends too. <laughs> yes, please. I mean, you guys, I'm backed up with my DM. So if I don't respond, I'm sorry, but I'm trying to get through so many. I have like so hundreds of DMs. So, um, but you know, listen, please reach out to us and like, hopefully you can feel connected even if if I can't get back to you right away. The community on my page, the people that have connected with each other on my page is like amazing. I mean, the, the comments- so touching. Most of the Do comments just are so see- great. Oh, sorry. No, I just I just love how there's, pe- there's so much community underneath the responses of my post where everyone's just giving everybody encouragement and saying, hey, DM me if you feel like you need to talk. And it's just so nice to see everybody supporting each other. I had these two girls message me and they said, I have met my lifetime best friend on this page. And they're like, they're flying to meet each other after this pandemic. You you need to put that on. Ask them if you can tell that story. I think I posted it on my uh, story, but th- but oh, what's I so cool about it? I'm like, where? why am I not in this? Why am I not a part That's of this so- like, triplet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, it it was so cute. Like it was like they have like their friend and they like they talk on the phone. They FaceTime. They're like good friends. I'm like, that's so cool. So I'm going to stop rambling. And this is our last episode of the year. It is our last episode, guys. Goodbye, 2020. We'll see you later. So long. (laughs) All right, everyone. Bye, guys. Hi, healers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Anxiety Chicks with Taylor and I. As always, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me, Allison Sepinera, as the Anxiety Healer and Taylor as health underscore anxiety. And as always, you can check out the Anxiety Healing School. I just dropped a new course called When Panic Attacks, Triggers That Create Fear and How to Overcome Them all about overcoming your anxious triggers and finding more awareness on what contributes to your anxious thoughts and giving you all the tools on how to overcome them. Uh, It's a self-paced course and if there's any struggle with finances, there's a payment plan available as well. So go to theanxietyhealingschool.com to check that out and as always go to peakofpanic.com to check out updates about Taylor's blog and her journal she's coming out with. Thanks, everyone. Happy healing. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.